Welcome to the FASD Success Show, the only podcast where you can get real-world information about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. This show will help you create calm in the chaos, have hope for the future, and more importantly, save your sanity so you don't lose your flippin' mind. Now, here's your host, caregiver turned world FASD educator, Jeff Noble. Hey everybody, it's me. It is me. It is Jeff Noble. It is your host. This is episode 132 of the FASD Success Show. Thank you so much for joining me. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode because it is not the reemergence episode that I had planned, but rather it is another ep- update episode because I feel like I just have to tell you guys what's going on. I know some people were emailing me and messaging me, uh, wondering when the podcast was coming back, and, and I know I didn't feel any pressure, so uh, uh, do not worry about that. But I do know that people love this podcast just like I love it, and so I think it is the right thing to do to to update you and what's going on and to also have you help me. And I, I'm going to explain that in a little bit. So uh, first of all, uh, just thanks again. Thanks again for listening to this. Uh, I, I've... The, the, I was looking at the numbers from last year. You know, you made our podcast awesome. And I, I love talking about fetal alcohol. I love talking about uh, how we can help individuals with uh, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I love creating FASD success. I love talking about uh, success. I love helping you believe in success for yourself and your loved ones, individuals on the spectrum. I, I love it. Uh, and that's my brand. It's FASD success. But, you know, there's also something called life, and we can't be successful at everything all the time, always. And, and so I'm writing, like, I'm talking to tell you that um, the goal was to start back up in February in terms of uh, releasing content. Uh, but as you may or may not know, the last uh, episode we had in December, I was just telling you, you know, I was tired from the big successful uh, online coaching program uh, class that registered and all of that good stuff. And I was a little tired afterwards and uh, dealing with my sister. So the start of uh, um, dealing with my sister was in uh, palliative care at the time and uh, dealing with all of that stuff. So that's why I was taking a little bit of a break. And when I tried to fire up the machine again, you know, the content machine, the creative machine on uh, January 9th, um, I got the uh, call that my sister had passed away. So my sister, Jennifer Noble, at uh, 47, uh, passed away. And if you're a longtime listener, you know I talk about my sister. If you've ever seen me live, I talk about my sister. If you've ever taken one of my online coaching programs, I talk about my sister. Uh, My sister knows uh, and knew that I talked about her, and I'm not going to stop talking about her. Uh, because she deserves it, and uh, so it, it was tough. It was tough for me because I I do love talking about success, and you know the news. It's it's funny when you hear the news. I, it wasn't me that I was thinking of. It was I was yeah. After a while, I was thinking about you guys and and me like telling you guys and uh, and not wanting to scare you. Quite frankly, because I know. 
from talking with you and from working with you and being in the trenches with you, that's the ultimate fear is that something's going to happen to one of your kiddos. And, uh, well, you know, she wasn't uh, my daughter. Uh, it's close enough. And she, she was my sister. And I believe totally that she was on the spectrum. Again, not a doctor. I don't believe there was an official diagnosis. She may have told me there was one. So, you know, I'd have to look that up. But everything I know about the disability, everything from my mom confirming prenatal alcohol exposure to just about everything in her life, now that I know what I know about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, it, it points to that. It, it points to uh, at least some uh, some neurological challenges that affected her ability to function in certain areas, which gave her great strengths, and also uh, very much weaknesses and vulnerabilities. And so she, she eventually succumbed to um, uh, from the addiction part of uh, of alcohol, but you know there's poly substance abuse, so there's uh, was probably a lot involved in the mix of that. Uh, I don't know if I, I I talked about it a little bit, and see that's the thing about what happens when somebody passes away. You're having these micro conversations. I don't know if I've told this on uh, on the last podcast, but uh, it's it. I was lucky in some ways, and I was very unlucky in some ways. Uh, during this time because uh, I was very lucky uh, because when I had found out uh, my sister was in a coma, uh, we had feared the worst then, and this was back in October-ish, late September, October. She was in a coma, and we thought the worst because she was not doing well at all. Uh, but she managed to come out of the coma and even start speaking, and she was she was doing better even as you know as she got care she was she was supported and she got care and she started to do better which meant i was able to go visit several occasions uh, it's only three and a half hour drive and i was able to talk to her and i was able to chat with her and tell her everything how i felt and we got to lay everything out and because we weren't sure how much time she had we were told three months back then but i i've been told it's been the end of the line for my sister for the past 10 years so you just didn't know and i'll be honest even when i got the news from my uh from my father uh, i still didn't believe you know even when i finally came around to saying well i i better at least post something on facebook uh but i still i was like are you sure are you sure because there's been times where you turn on the grief and loss because you're expecting, okay, this is like, this is it. This is what's going on. So you put your body and your brain and your spirit, I guess, in that process of starting to grieve. I've done that multiple times over the past 10 years. If anybody deals, has dealt with somebody with mental health and or addictions, uh, that you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I, I was lucky to talk to her and I know she was knew it was me she was talking back to me like you could see obviously she didn't nearly look like what um uh in in what she should have looked like uh being healthy but she was in there and you could see it and you could hear it and she's got this spirit and she you know 47 is young but she did she did make it and so part of this is i did not want to scare you guys but the uh, again this is reality i'm not gonna hold it from you uh so that's what happened so i'm about a month behind and, and 
And I was lucky because I did got to see her several times and uh, got to talk to her. But I got unlucky because when when I was uh, when we finally got her day for uh, service, because even that took my poor mother, man, uh, that took because my sister was uh, in services. So like ODSP, H, um, SSI. So, so she was a part of the system. So even my sister sat in a morgue for like a, you know, a week, and I just kept my mom, my poor mom. Well, they've got that figured out. They got got that sorted, and but they did that. They got it sorted, and we had a date. We were going to do a service, and the service was at uh, this this organization. Shout out! It's called Regeneration. It is an outreach community service uh, based. It's like uh, beside a church, in a church, the bottom of a church. Uh, you guys, you know what kind of I'm talking about. They had a food program. They just, it was amazing. It was amazing. And my sister spent a lot of time there and made friends with the workers. And so instead of having it at a funeral home, my mother, who gets all the, all the credit for this, uh, she, she said, you know, I want to have it, see if we can have it at this regeneration because I don't think her friends will show up if it's at like a regular funeral home because, you know, her, her peer group at the time were transient ad- people battling with mental health and addictions uh, who, who my, my mom don't judge. She's the best. And pass that on to my sister and hopefully, you know, myself as well. Uh, but so we organized it for there and they call, we called them and they said, yeah, absolutely, we'll do that. And we had everything set up, and uh, we were we were ready to go. And I was supposed to do uh, the eulogy. I was to do the eulogizing uh, because that's I default. I am the speaker guy. I'm not good at many other things, but speaking is the one thing that I could do. And needless to say, I knew it was going to be the toughest talk that I've ever given, um, the, the toughest speech. And how do you memorialize and? and pay tribute to yet understand the nature of it long story short folks i uh because i lived three and a half hours away from uh where everybody was so i decided to get a hotel and that weekend that weekend my lovely daughter olivia had some sort of gastro something because you know both ends poor girl anybody who had kids sick kids it's the worst it's so sad uh they're troopers and you know one parent uh, has to clean up and the other one grabs the kid and cleans the kid so all all said and done her and tear at it and i thought uh, no problem I, I i made it and i got to my hotel on sunday night with the service being uh monday and i came down with it whatever it is it shall not be named I was so sick, fellas, that I, there was no way I could even go to her service. So I missed her service. I was so sick, man. It was like my Lieutenant Dan moment. Remember in Forrest Gump when they're in the water, the shrimp boat, and the weather's just, you know, insane, and Lieutenant Dan's up there in the crow's nest, and he's just, like, having his you know, one-on-one with whoever. And it was like the same thing. It was awful. It was the worst. Like I'd never been sick that sick before in my entire life and to compound what day it was. So it was just, it was a, it was a really crappy day. And, and to know that 
I was supposed to do the eulogy. People were depending on me to do the eulogy. Uh, but, you know, what happens? Life. And so what happens is my the rest of my family stepped right up. And we had organized a lot of it, and they took it over. I even had my good friend go they went uh my one my best buddy played guitar and sang some songs and even her children got up and uh said a few words and they came out of their comfort zone and they stepped up for me which was excellent so i said you know sometimes i'm lucky sometimes i'm not that was a time i was definitely not lucky but i have talked about it and i've thought about it and i thought about it and i thought about it and honestly, I'm pretty good with it because I was able to chat with her so many times before this. And so she knows exactly how I felt. Uh, she knows, ex uh, I know exactly how she felt. And so I, like, it was the majorest bummer, but nothing I could absolutely do. But the one bummer was, uh, the one bummer was, is uh, that I didn't get to do the eulogy. I didn't get to do and talk about that. So uh, f I called this episode the ending of a chapter, and I, I would love to, to if you don't mind, you could obviously stop listening now, but I would love to do the eulogy. Yeah, so just give me a second. I'll get my shit together here. And I uh, just think I need to do it. This is a good place to do it. Took some time to write it. So here we go. Here we go. So thanks for hearing me out. I, I'm going to do my best to get through this. Just know I wrote this as if there was going to be people in the room, not just me and you. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. While we gather here today, we may have a lot of questions about Jennifer's passing. Like, why did she die so young? Why didn't we do more to help? Or why do our kids have to spend the rest of their days without a mom? We might be thinking about these questions. I know I have since we heard about the news of Jennifer's passing. The one thing we'll never question is Jennifer's heart. In her last years, you may have questioned if Jen was telling you the truth, but you never questioned her heart. You may question where she got that expensive gift she gave you, but you would never question her heart. You may have questioned some of the decisions she made and some of the things she did and didn't do, but you would never question her heart. Jennifer was the older of uh, the three of us, and she always played the role of protector. She was there for me when I needed someone to turn to, and she always had my back. Truth be told, you didn't have to be related to us, or sometimes you didn't even have to know her for her to have your back. I'll, I'll tell you, I remember when I was like 10 years old, Jen was like 15 at the time, and we went to see a Christmas parade, and she took me, and I was excited. When we got to where we were going to be for the parade route, and people were filing in, my sister noticed behind her in like this alley that this there was this older woman who was like grabbing this younger kid she was with, and the woman was like smacking the kid, like she was hitting the kid, and it, it wasn't like a, hey, behave, it was a straight up, this this it was not good uh, before i could say by the power of grayskull my sister was over there and had wrapped this woman's hair around my sister's arm and my sister was using the other hand to just feed her the business i could not believe it my my jaw hit the floor and when my sister was done she came back over and said jeff don't you put hands on children okay buddy now let's go get an ice cream uh, from that day forward to me 
My sister was the toughest person on the planet. She grew about 10 feet in my eyes. And from then, I, then on, I actually knew what it was like for someone to really have your back. She made you feel safe. While you may have questioned her judgment and choice of action, you would never have questioned her heart. Her smile was infectious, and her laughter would light up the room as she entered, and her love for life and reggae music was contagious. Uh, you knew my sister was about to enter a room five minutes before she did. With a big, booming laugh, she was bigger than life. Jennifer would say hi to everyone she would meet and follow that up with a compliment about either their hair or their clothes or their makeup. She made so many people's days and she had no idea because she was just being herself. She was a devoted mom to her kids, Kieran and Dylan, and her love for them was boundless. She would always, always put their needs before her own and made sure they were well taken care of. Uh, her boys were the center of her world, and she would do anything for them. I, I can honestly, I remember plenty of times stopping by her place after like a night out or before I would go home, and she was still up because she'd be like painting or rearranging one of the kids' rooms or hosting a sleepover, and the house was just filled with neighborhood kids. Uh, you know, you. You might have, in fact, questioned some of the, the methods she used to acquire the funds to get whatever her boys needed, but you never questioned her heart, and you never questioned her, her heart and her love for her boys. Uh, she was a wonderful friend to many. She had an open heart and a, and a listening ear for those who needed it. She was never one to judge and always made time for others. And that is legit, man. It didn't matter what age you were or what color of your skin, what religion, what background. She didn't give a shit. My sister was genuinely interested in you and how you were doing. While she was a, a friend to many, uh, she was more than just my friend. Uh, she was my big sister, my cheerleader and my protector. Despite her kind heart and her love for life, Jennifer struggled with mental health and addiction issues. It was a battle that she had fought for many years, and it took a toll on her body and her mind, but she never lost the love for life and her determination to survive. And even near the end, you never questioned her heart. Sadly, her battle with addiction proved too much, and she passed away on January 9th. It is a loss that we feel deeply and a wound that will take time to heal. However, we take comfort in the memories that we have of her and the legacy that she leaves behind, and one that I will take with me moving forward. I'm going to start the Jennifer Noble Foundation so Jen's legacy can continue to be a bright light in this world for many years to come. So wherever you are, I know you've already got the party started, and you're mixing with the people. Rest in peace, Jenny. You will be forever missed, but never forgotten. I'm going to make sure of it. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for letting me do that, folks. I needed to do that. Um, yeah, took a while to get through, but as we do, as uh, we do in the, the FASD world, uh, we get through it, and we get through things, and my, I will tell you this moving forward, my, my resolve 
to do good work uh, for you is is in fact gotten stronger. I'm more determined than ever to be louder, to to uh, teach as many people, to be in front of as many people. So it is still full steam ahead. The goal is still to continue with the podcast, many guests, different formats. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, the YouTube channel, all of that. In fact, we had a, a production meeting uh, just the other day. I've been back uh, doing some trainings. Of course, as you know, we have our online coaching program going on. So while this is painful as a mother effer, uh, it's the there has to be a decision about what you do with this pain and the one uh, the few things the one thing i'm not going to do is i'm not going to just stuff it down uh, i'm going to keep talking about her in fact we are going to start the jennifer noble foundation so keep uh, an eye out for that we're going to do some cool stuff uh we're going to keep talking about her talking about fasd talking about mental health and addictions and please note that this my sister's story does not have to be your children's story and uh i'm gonna work hard to make sure we have as many good outcomes as possible uh, the less you know it's the less people have to experience this uh the the better and i'm gonna make sure that I do my best to make that happen and if it's already happened uh let's work together uh to make sure it doesn't happen again because i love this community i love you i love your kids and we're gonna show them we're gonna sh we're gonna show them that families and individuals on the spectrum can fucking kick ass um and uh if i'll i'll lead the way I'll lead the way. So thanks for following me. Uh, for the We are coming back. So for the next few weeks, well, we get our stuff together, our poop in a group, and we're filming and recording and editing and doing all that sorts of stuff. Please follow us. You can follow us again at uh, fasdsuccess.com slash podcast. We're going to keep uh, uploading every week. We're going to put some of our favorite interviews it, just until – just until we're ready to uh, uh, put up the brand new episodes and, uh, and, and, you know, the fortune be in our favor that we don't have a content disruption again, uh, even if it's not me being live on that week. I want to make sure I get you this information. Uh, so, uh, and I just love doing this. And it's something I want to continue to do. So uh, you're the best. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about what's up, what's going on, uh, or you know of a good guest in the future that we could talk to, please write me, jeff at fasdsuccess.com. Just got some brand new uh, emails. So we got FASD success emails now. I just hired a, a project manager just to make sure I could spend more time doing this with you than working in the business part, which has been also great because we're growing and we're getting a team and things are happening. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm I I am feeling good. I am ready to go, and I will still grieve, Bob. But I'm gonna put my head down and do the work. So I'll see you when I lift my head up, and uh, we're gonna get after it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this. I'm gonna go hang with my kid and eat a shitload of ice cream. So I love your face. I love you, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to the show. I'm gonna close it out with a tune. You would hear my sister playing in her uh, in her car or uh, on like a Sunday or whenever she was just chilling out cooking. Uh, so this. Definitely reminds me of my sister. Keep pushing forward. Keep grinding. I'll be back. And they're going to have a
stockpile of excellence with me. So do not stop. Do not stop. What you do is important. Your family is important. You are important. We can have better days. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bam, bam, hey yo, what?